You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is up, Uncanceled Podcast? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you guys are having a great day, and I hope you guys are ready to discuss a very important topic, and that's hindrances to divine healing. As you guys can uh, see, if you're watching on YouTube, you can if you're watching on our podcast, but uh, I have uh, my soon-to-be wife, Brianna. Brianna, say hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here again today. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. You know, she's not my wife or something like that. But uh, thanks for coming on. (laughs) 10 days, people. 10 days. 10 10 days days from the time of recording. Uh, Literally. But uh, I also, again, as you can see on YouTube, I have a student with me today. Uh, His name is DJ. Uh, Go ahead, Brown, if you can give DJ your mic. DJ, say what's going on to the people. What is going on, everybody? Love it. Love it. Just the enthusiasm of the students. I, I just said this before we went on the air. I said Impact is a ministry to the students, for the students, and by the students. Impact is the youth group that uh, I pastor over at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut. And uh, I'm, I'm honored to have one of the Impact students here. Uh, and I actually asked DJ to come on because before we talk about hindrances to divine healing, I want him to share a, uh, a quick testimony of something that God did at a youth conference that we had here at uh, F- at Faith Church uh, for Impact Youth, and God did something incredible in his life. DJ, do you want to just uh, briefly share uh, what God did in your life at our Heatwave Youth Conference? Absolutely. So if you don't know, uh, here at Heatwave, night three, I came in with a huge burden, for sure. Uh, I was colorblind, both eyes. I had a monochromatic uh, colorblindness, which basically meant I only saw black and white. It was just a pure gray world. Um, I went up, it was the end of the service. You know, I, I'd felt, felt, I felt heavy. I felt it was time to reveal my calling. I went up for prayer, not expecting anything to do with the colorblindness going away, but I went up for prayer to go and just reveal my calling. And it was revealed that I was going into the Navy to be a chaplain, to be a minister, to minister the sailors. And one of the huge hindrances to that is you cannot go and be on a ship if you are colorblind or have any major difficulties with your vision. So I went for prayer. I found out that that was supposed to be it. And when I opened my eyes, that was when the colorblindness is just totally gone, I could see everything normal. Amen. Amen. That's a powerful testimony. God literally equipped him for his calling. He came up wondering what his calling was, and he left with confirmation through divine healing. Uh, and Jesus completely touched him and healed him of his colorblindness. But uh, thanks for coming on, DJ, and thanks no for problem. sharing that testimony. We appreciate your time, and you say peace out to the people. See you, everybody. Peace out to the people. DJ is one of our awesome students here. We're so thankful for him. Uh, But that's a testimony of healing. And the reason why I did that is because before I talked about hindrances to divine healing, I wanted to talk more importantly about 
uh, the fact that Jesus can still heal and he still wants to heal. Uh, for those that attend Impact Youth, I just preached a sermon called Jesus is Willing to Heal You. And if you go on our YouTube channel, Impact Youth, you can actually watch that sermon uh, where I talk about how Jesus is willing uh, to, to heal you. And if you're sick and you're watching right now, I encourage you to listen to that sermon and to pay attention to these various hindrances uh, to divine healing. Um but Brianna and I are going to go ahead and get started here uh, today, and honestly, we could even have more, but I, I have six hindrances to divine healing that we're going to talk about today. I don't know. Maybe we'll throw a couple more in there. It just depends. <laughs> See how it goes. Uh, <laughs> but one of the worst things that I probably watched in my life, it was terrible. I watched this movie, and... This this uh, lady was on the on this movie, and she was basically just yelling about how God doesn't really like want to heal everybody and stuff, and how He wants some people to be sick. And I was listening, and she just started like like blasting the idea that God wants to heal. And I, I've seen this in far too many places that people mock the fact that God wants to heal. I was even, me and yeah. Brianna, we were at, at Bible college and I saw a, uh, a fellow uh, person who's training for the ministry mock laying hands on somebody and seeing them healed. Like just straight up mock it. And yeah. before we even begin, here's a hindrance. How about a hindrance is mocking God for to, to yeah, be able to Bible. heal you? That's a that, yeah. that's a good hindrance right there to to have a problem with receiving yeah. divine healing. That's actually not one that I put on here, but you know that that's that's a pretty good one. The fact that you would mock that God uh, divine healing that's going to be pretty tough for you to receive something that you mock and laugh at. Um, in fact, okay. we're going to read a scripture in just a second that actually says if you're sick to have hands laid on you. Uh, but, but anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go right into the different hindrances <laughs> that we have right here. But I needed to start with that. First hindrance to divine healing is sin. Sin can hinder anyone from being healed. Sin can hinder you from being uh, divinely healed. You know, a lot of people, they, they come up for prayer. Brianna and I have seen it ourselves. And, you know, they're, they're like, how come I wasn't healed? Is it not God's will to heal me because I didn't receive healing? And I think that it's important before we go and put the blame on God, because it's obviously not God's fault. We right. can't blame someone that's perfect. Maybe we should look inwardly and see if there's a hindrance in our life to receiving divine healing. Yeah, I think that's, it's even similar to what we talked about last week, like living in victory. Look at yourself like, okay, like what do I have? Like, what do I have that's holding me back from living that life? It's the same, same way. You got to look, you got to look inward what's going on in my life that I, I'm not receiving what the word of God says that I should receive. Right. Absolutely. So I encourage you always look inward before you look upward because the problem is almost hundred percent inward. Actually, in fact, if it's a problem, it's, it is a hundred percent inward, uh, or, or, and it's, and it's uh, demonic. It, it has nothing to do with God. But anyway, sin, sin is a huge problem when it comes to receiving divine healing. It will hinder you from receiving healing. And I'll give you scriptural proof of it. Brianna, if you can read John chapter five, verse 14, this scripture right here comes on the heels of a man being healed at the pool of Bethesda. And you can, we could see the direct correlation between uh, somebody sinning and, uh, and somebody being sick. So, Brianna, if you can go ahead and read that. Sure. Verse 14. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. 
So literally Jesus tells him to stop sinning or something worse might happen to him Mm -hmm. in regard to after the fact that he was just healed. Uh, You know, sure, this could have implications even of the fact that, you know, if you just continue to live in sin, then, then, you know, you're going to go to hell. That, That would be much worse than a physical ailment. But there seems to be a correlation that Jesus is saying that if you don't stop uh, sinning, that that there may be something wrong in your body as as a result of that. And so sin can actually affect our, our physical health and can be a hindrance to divine healing. I'll give you another scripture, though. You know, some people might say, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I see a connection there or not. Well, I'll give you one that's that's pretty clear. Uh, James 5.16, I'm going to read it to you. Um, I'm actually going to start uh, in verse uh, 13. This goes back to that person that mocked laying hands on the sick. The Bible says it. James 5, verse 13. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. You can't anoint someone with oil very well if there's not hands involved either. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, in the name of the Lord, such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick man and the Lord will make you well. It doesn't say might, it says will, by the way. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. It seems to me in this scripture yeah. uh, that the Bible is saying that when you confess sins, that it actually opens up avenues for healing to take place. Yeah, it's 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 revealing almost like, OK, like this is what this is what you need to do. It's it gives specifically what kind of like um, prayer has great power. Yeah to for that uh healing to take place and it's like saying like get rid of your sin so that this power can actually manifest in your life right because what happens is that if we're living in sin we're not living in covenant with god right and outside of a covenant with god we're not children of god therefore the promises of god don't apply to us if you're not a child of god then then the promises of god uh don't don't reside in you but obviously there are christians that do things that are wrong and that uh that aren't living a, living a holy life. And um, there's that as well aspect. But I've seen Christians that, you know, they come up and they come up for healing and they have all this sin in their life. They're not willing to repent of it, not willing to let go. And then they come up for healing and they don't receive it. And then they want to like say that, well, God didn't want to do it. Uh, that's not true. It, they had a hindrance in their life yeah. to that divine healing. Yeah, t- and just like take a second to humble yourself and be like, all right, like I need to get rid of some things in my yeah. in my life. Like, don't like it's not just you can't just blame it on everybody else. Take a second, take like step back. I'm gonna humble myself, and I want God to help me get rid of this sin so I can receive everything He has for me. Absolutely. So sin can be a major hindrance to divine healing. I'm gonna give you the next one. The next one is a lack of faith. And before I continue. I want to be clear here that lack of faith is not always the reason uh, why someone is is not healed. Uh, and uh, also, uh, Brianna and I aren't trying to say that we, if somebody comes up for prayer, we're going to try, you know, to, you, you know, we're, we're going to say like, oh, like, you know, you don't have enough faith if you don't get healed or anything like that. Uh, that's that's not necessarily for us to decide. Now, if you come up and you tell me you don't have any faith, that that's a very different story. Right. I'll call you out for that. But uh, you know, uh, we're not going to try and, you know, decipher or whatever, anything like that and, and, uh, and come at you or anything like that. But 
you know, it is good to identify why the reason that you're not being healed yeah. uh, really is so that you can get that hindrance out of your life. Yes, yeah, so you can fix that. Totally. It's, it's, it's important. Uh, so, uh, you know, and another thing that we could say before I get into this lack of faith, we also understand that sometimes, uh, you know, we don't exactly have the answer, the specific answer as to why somebody uh, didn't get healed in the moment. But again, we cannot attribute that to not and not being the will of God. And right. we're going to get into bad theology uh, later as one of the hindrances to divine healing. And we're going to talk about why it is the will of God to heal. But just because we have an experience that, you know, where, where healing didn't take place doesn't mean that we could just simply change the word of God. But anyway, I'm getting yeah, ahead of I myself. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go back later. Um, Jesus constantly equates people's faith to healing constantly nonstop. And you can, we could see the, a lack of faith hindering somebody from being healed in Mark chapter six, verse five through six. And Brianna's going to read it in just a second. But Jesus is in his hometown. He's looking to do miracles. He wants to do stuff. He wants to lay his hands on the sick. He wants to see people healed. And this is what he has to say in Mark chapter six, verse five through six. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. And he was amazed at their Yikes. unbelief. It says that, you know, he, he couldn't do any, some translations say he couldn't do any mighty miracles mm. because of their lack of faith. They yeah. didn't have faith to believe God for, to believe him for miracles. Right. There was no faith. You know, somebody comes, somebody came down to the altar to me one time at church. Oh, you know, I, you know, what do you need prayer for? Oh, you know, I have this thing going on, but you know, today's not my day. Okay. Well then it's not like, like, I, I don't really know, know how else to say it. Like you don't want it to be your day to be healed. Okay. Well then unfortunately it's not going to be your day to be healed. If we come up with a lack of faith and we don't have any faith to believe God for it, you know, that, that could be a hindrance to divine healing. Jesus seems to think so in Mark chapter six, verse five through six, that he couldn't do any mighty miracles because of their lack of faith. Yeah. And like, if you read a little bit earlier in this passage, these people are, they see him as like the carpenter's son. They see him as like the son of, son of Mary. And then almost like just as like a man, they don't even recognize that he has any type of like healing power. Like they're looking at him so much like less than what his power is. So their faith in who he is, is like nothing. Yeah. They don't even, re they're not recognizing this guy has so much power. So that's like that right there. That's a huge lack of faith, not even recognizing who he is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and we see lack of faith again, being a, a potential issue in Mark 11. And I shouldn't even say potential. It is an issue. It's a, the, the Bible says it, but Mark 11, verse 23, or I'm sorry, verse 22, Jesus just cursed a fig tree and it shriveled up and died. And Jesus says to the disciples when they basically are astonished at what happened, then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You could say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But watch this. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believed you received it, you, it will be yours. Clearly, 
Jesus is saying, you, you can't have doubt in your heart. You must really believe that it's going to happen. Yeah. So lack of faith is a huge hindrance to divine healing. And at the same time, it's a huge spark to actually receive healing is having that faith. And you can, again, you can listen to my sermon uh, on Jesus is willing to heal you and you uh, on YouTube and you can actually see uh, what I'm referring to in faith having a, a spark in you receiving healing. But lack of faith is a huge issue concerning uh, a hindrance to divine healing. Yeah. And and, you know, like, don't let this like this being revealed to you. Take a look. If you're looking for healing in your life, look at yourself and ask God, OK, God, do I help me help my faith to rise up to believe for this? that I can stand and know that you are a healer and um, that I, I'm not lacking in Absolutely. faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bri- Brianna, if you can go ahead and turn to Philippians 2, uh, 25. We're going to get there in a second. We're not there yet. Okay. Um, but another hindrance to divine healing is unforgiveness. And the reason why I know this is because of Mark chapter 11. It says... Um, and Jesus literally says on the heels of saying, you know, you must really believe in your heart and that if you believed you received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone who is holding, uh, who you are holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. There seems to be a connection between answered prayers and whether or not we have uh, forgiveness in our heart. If we, it seems to be a connection to the fact when we're believing for something, there needs to be a forgiveness towards others in our heart. If we're harboring unforgiveness, it could be a stumbling block to actually uh, uh, receiving something for God. And that can include divine healing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I don't. She doesn't, she doesn't have anything. She doesn't have anything. No, okay. I, I, she speaks, I don't really... She has unforgiveness. She has unforgiveness to, uh, to me because of, because uh, I didn't get her Starbucks this morning. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I actually didn't even drive that. to work with her no, today. I'm just kidding. Uh, didn't even drive. I no, just... I think that, no, that's, you explained that very well. Yeah. Yeah. Brianna, Brianna likes to get Starbucks all the time. I actually have become more content with brewing a cup of coffee at home and putting a little cream and sugar in it or something like that. If you want it, Cafe Bustello or something like that or some, some dark I'm liking it more at home as I have a better coffee machine set up. Yeah, basically she's saying her parents don't have a good coffee machine. I, guess. <laughs> I don't really know. But anyway, that's besides the point. We'll get back on track here. But unforgiveness, don't have unforgiveness like Brianna. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But uh, don't have unforgiveness in your heart. You have to rid yourself of unforgiveness uh, uh, in order to receive from God. Uh, The next one, practical steps not taken. So we have sin, lack of faith, unforgiveness, practical steps not taken. Am I referring to doctors right now? And like, you know, like, you know, well, if you're not, you know, you you need to take medicine all the time and stuff. I'm not saying that it's bad to take medicine or anything like that or going to tell you that you shouldn't take it or anything. But I'm actually referring to something even more practical than that. And that's um, um, like simple things like getting exercise, having a good diet, sleeping. Like people are like, oh, you know, I feel sick today. Maybe it's not God's will to heal me. And it's like, oh, like what time did you go to bed last night? I went to bed at four in the morning. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that that's going to be really tough for you to, be, to go to bed at four in the morning, wake up at six o'clock and feel sure. okay. There are practical things that God has put into place. And we actually see someone in the Bible that got very sick because they did not take practical steps. Uh, Philippians chapter two, verse 25. And if you can read uh, through verse 30, honey. Okay. Meanwhile, I thought I should send, how do you say this name? Who are we, who are we talking about? Uh, 
I don't know how to say that. I'm not even there. I'm sorry. I I I believe. Okay, that's what it is. He, (laughs) back to you. He's a true brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier. And he was your messenger to help me in my need. I'm sending him because he has been longing to see you. And he was very distressed that you heard he was ill. And certainly, and he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died. But God had mercy on him and also me so that I would not have one sorrow after another. So I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you will be glad to see him, and then I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him in the Lord's love and with great joy, and give him the honor that people like him deserve. For he risked his life for the work of Christ, and he was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. Right. So you guys just heard that, obviously, all of that, that this guy, um, Ephroditus, he was sick. And it says that he risked his life life for the work of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And some translations say it actually a lot better. I actually don't really like that translation just because it doesn't make it as clear. But if you read in other translations, uh, he literally overworked himself for the gospel's sake. And like, you know, it was honorable, the fact that he worked himself for the gospel, but he he was working himself to death. He literally almost killed himself overworking. Some people will try and use that scripture to say, see, you know, like, you know, like it's not always God's will to heal. I don't even get that one, to be honest with you, because it literally says he got healed. Like it literally says it in that passage that he got healed. So obviously God did it. But at the same time, he got sick because he overworked himself. Never forget to take practical steps. If you don't feel well at night, yes, anoint yourself with oil. Yes, all of those things. But you guys go to sleep early. Don't stay up all night. You know, different practical steps that are super important to to having uh, divine healing and and divine health in your life. Like, I'll just be honest with you guys. At the time of this recording right here, I did not feel well last night when I went to bed. I prayed. I, 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 um, uh, I believe God. I woke up this morning. I felt way, way, way better. And even throughout my day today, I felt better and better as the day has gone along. Yeah. And God's God has done a healing in my in my life. And I'm ready to go. I'm ready to preach tonight because we record on Wednesdays. And uh, I'm uh, getting ready to preach and I'm ready to go. So, but I, I took a practical step. I literally got I got in bed at 9:30 last night. I didn't stay up until two o'clock in the morning. Right. And then ask God, Oh, you know, Lord, why don't I feel better? Well, maybe I should have gone to bed earlier. You know what yeah. I? Yeah. So uh, that's that's just the honest truth. Practical steps being taken. Brown, do you have anything to say about that? I mean, like if you if you all you eat all day is chips and and ice cream and you're like, wow, like my stomach always hurts. Like, God, please, please, God, I always have this terrible stomach ache. And then you keep doing that. Like realize, all right, I'm putting things in my body that are actually bad for it. Yes, you can still pray, but you have to take care of this body that God has given you so that you can live a long life like he designed for you to live. Right. I've seen people, they're like insanely obese because of by their own choice and they get a blood clot and they like yell at God for like, for like not, not for like giving them a blood clot or like, Lord, why aren't you doing anything about this? And at at the same time, we got to understand free will. Like you have a choice of what to do with your body. And like, you know, I talk about him all the time. And when he listens to this, he's going to, he's going to roll his eyes and (laughs) and send me a text message. I know he is, but my, my best man in my wedding and my cousin, Ben, 
Uh, he's massive. He's like not fat, but muscular. He is a big dude. He but is he the was, most commonly used illustration in this. He's like group. my best friend. Okay, so, <laughs> so he's like funny. I don't have a man crush or anything. He's just my best. He's just my best friend. Or maybe I do. Love you, Ben. Anyway, oh my gosh, um, Ben. He was he was fat. He was two hundred and fifty pounds. He is my height, six foot, and he was two fifty. I am one hundred and eighty pounds. Okay, I'm 180 pounds. Ben, ben was 250. <laughs> and he was fat. And he told me, he goes, Joe, I ate so bad when I was when I was fat. He would he's like, I would shove two bags of combos uh, you know, uh down my throat <laughs> while I worked at Walgreens. He said it was like eighteen hundred calories or so, and that was just while I was working. He was like, I ate way more. And he didn't take care of his body, but then he decided to take care of his body, and now he's like the model of good health. And that like like that's that's called taking practical steps yeah. to actually like and actually Ben if for, Ben's actually a very healthy guy I don't really know if he's ever if he's like ever sick or anything like that but anyway but practical steps like it's it's important to take practical steps don't yell at God if you're not taking care of yourself yeah anyway some responsibilities on you I know people don't like to take responsibility for no. anything God and then they want to put it on God well God, God gave you every tool. He gave you sleep. He gave you a digestive system that works. Like, do your part to Absolutely. take care of yourself. Do your part. Do your part. Um, yeah, do, you, do your part. And if, if, you know, going back to medication and stuff like that, I, I actually, you know, some somebody said this. I think it was Oral Roberts, I think, said this originally. But uh, medicine is until your faith increases to the point where you're you're able to receive that healing. Uh, it's okay to take medication and stuff like that, but at the same time, don't take medication and not actively seek healing from God. Like you should want to be healed by God. You don't need that medication. God, God can heal you. You don't need to take it and and stuff like, like I I get it. I understand you have diabetes and stuff like that and you got to do what you got to do. And, but like, don't just sit there and say, I'm always going to have diabetes. No, declare healing over yourself and believe God that the next time you go back to the doctor that they're going to tell you you don't have diabetes anymore. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, 100%. Five. Five. Some people don't even want to be healed. They don't want it's it. It's tough. You know, can I pray for you? you know, I, I've asked students in my youth group, can I pray for you? I'm um, okay. All right. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't really care. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Like, uh, all right. Like there's really nothing that I, I, that you could do at that point because they don't want to be healed. They, they, they're comfortable where they're at. So, you know, or like, you know, uh, this is why I never force myself to pray for anyone. Never. If somebody doesn't want to be prayed for, I will not pray for them. Why? They don't want it. Not going to give it to them. God doesn't force himself upon people. He gives them a free choice. You don't want it. God's not going to give it to you because you guess why? Because you don't want it. It's, yeah. it's simple. If, if I offer Brianna Starbucks and she insists that she doesn't want it, which would never happen, by the <laughs> way, going back to our previous conversation, she's, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. And then I force it on her. She's not going to receive it. I said, I didn't want this. Yeah. Kind of a bad analogy. Well, yeah, it's a bad analogy. It would be more like, <laughs> but yeah, more like Duncan. Oh, I hate Duncan. I don't mind Duncan. It's okay. Um, I have a, uh, something to say about this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I announced myself. Some people, it's all, it gets like to another level than comfortable 
they become like, it becomes like an attention thing. Like, well, I have this problem. Like, it's just part of me. Like people see that. And like, you know, they always ask me how I'm doing. Like they almost like it feeds something like in them. It makes them feel like valued. I'm not really sure what the right word is. I, I actually felt like this at one point when I was dealing with a sickness a couple years ago. I was like, well, I was like, there was never anything wrong with me before and no one paid attention. Like, I felt like people hadn't paid attention to me. I was like, oh, I was like, now everyone cares. And, and it's, it, I did, I got super comfortable and, um, I had to get to a place where I was like, I don't even want this. Mm. Like, like before I could receive the healing, I had to realize, okay, I don't want this in my body anymore. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Go, go ahead and, uh, you know, like I said, our tech team try, tells me to do stuff like this. Go ahead and write this in the comments right here. You could say, the devil will make you comfortable in your prison. The devil will make you comfortable in your prison. That just came to me as I was, uh, as I was there. The devil will make you comfortable in your prison. Yeah. You'll think that, that everything's good. You'll think that everything's all, all right. And you're, you're really trapped and you're bound, but you, it will feel like it's, it's really good. But you, you have this inner sense of, of deep down that something is not right. And then by the time, and this is especially true for people that aren't saved, by the time that uh, the door closes, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. So the devil will keep you trapped in your prison. That's true. Free. Last one. Bad theology. Mm. Bad theology. Uh, hindrances to divine healing. If you don't know it's God's will to heal you, it can be very, very, very difficult to receive healing. Yeah. If you don't think it's God's will to always heal you, because if it's not always God's will, how do I even know to believe for healing? Right. Come down to the altar, all right, God, like, like maybe, maybe today. I don't, do I have faith today? How can you have faith if, you, if you're not sure if it's God's will to heal you? How, how? You can't. You'll be like the book of James says, a double-minded man should, respect, should expect to yeah, receive nothing, nothing from God. You'll be sitting there and you'll literally be like, okay, should I have faith to believe for this? I don't really know. And you find yourself being trapped. People try and bring up all these arguments in scripture. Oh, it's not God's will because of this thing. It's not God's will because of that thing. There is never one scripture in the Bible where Jesus denies somebody healing. And if Jesus didn't deny somebody healing, then guess what? He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and he won't deny you healing. Simple. It's very simple. It's very, very simple doctrine. And people just don't understand it. And like, listen, I get it. I understand. It's not even the people that are watching, uh, you know, fault. If, if you do believe that or whatever, really, it goes back to people's teaching. If you stay in the Bible and don't fish for things and just look at the Bible for what it is, Jesus always healed people. So therefore you can always believe Jesus for healing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, I, I started kind of talking a little bit before, but, uh, A couple years ago when I had a sickness in my body, I didn't really understand that God always wanted to heal people. Like I didn't, I hadn't, um, I hadn't heard that kind of teaching and I didn't grow up around that. And so when I, you know, Joey wouldn't, and I would talk and I would realize like, you know, he talked to me about God wants to heal. It was like a foreign concept to me. And what I've kind of come to realize, and I was thinking about this today and um, just kind of like listening to some podcasts about healing from Ted Shuttlesworth, 
Ted Charlesworth um, Jr. listened to it's him. It's a shout out for him. Um, yeah. But he was talking, <laughs> like he's going to listen. Um, but he was talking about how in order to have faith for something, you have to hear about it. You have to hear about the fact that Jesus is a healer in order to actually have faith for it. And faith comes by hearing. And so when I started to like hear about the fact that Jesus was a healer and I would, you know, I would kind of like think about it. And then I'm like, well, maybe God could do it. And it started, you know, the more I read the word of God and listened to this kind of teaching, it built my faith to a place where I could receive that healing. Yeah. And so you you do have to hear about it. Like, and not getting that kind of teaching will be a deterrent of you receiving the healing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and the thing is, is that people will try and tell you their experience and make it into a Bible doctrine. Yeah. If they can't show you their experience in the Bible, here's, here's one for you. If you want to put this in the comments, if your experience doesn't line up with the Bible, believe the Bible until your experience does line up with it. Yeah. That was a really bad way of saying it, to be honest with you. I have a better way to say that. But anyway, maybe don't put that in the comments. But but you could put faith over experience. You could put that in the comments. Faith over experience. It's that what the Bible says is more powerful than your experience. Yeah. It's more powerful. It's simple. Like people try Paul's thorn and stuff like that. That's maybe for a more advanced listener in here or Job or something like that. There is nowhere in those texts that God actually distinctly lets the, everybody know that he is not willing to, to heal. Also, Paul's thorn isn't even a sickness, by the way, just, just so that everyone's clear on that. Anyone that, anyone that thinks that, I, I, I would challenge you to read that text and see that it says a messenger from Satan was his thorn in the flesh. In, in, this, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, I believe, is where you'll find that. It says it was a messenger from Satan. It was not a sickness. But anyway, you can't find anywhere in the Bible that Jesus says that he's not willing and that God says that I'm not willing to heal you because I want you to go through this right now. In fact, you only find the opposite. The leper says to Jesus in Matthew chapter eight, Lord, are you willing? The leper says, you know what he says? I am willing. He doesn't say I'm willing sometimes. He says, I am willing. And then in that same chapter, Jesus says, Matthew 8, 16 through 17, this fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, that he took our sickness and bore our diseases. That means he took it. And that means that he bore it. That literally means he took and bore it. It doesn't yeah. mean sometimes. It doesn't mean occasionally. It means he took it and bore it. It is his, it, it, like he took it on him the same way he took sin on him so that you don't have to deal with sickness. Yeah. God is willing to heal you. Amen. I think we have to go back to the fact too, what does the, the scripture say? That Jesus went around and healed all. Who were oppressed of the devil. Yeah. That's right. And took every disease. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I'll heal this cancer there and this cold there, but I'm not going to heal the thyroid and the diabetes problem. No, it says that he healed all all who were oppressed by the devil. That's right. So we have to like get that into your, into you, like into your spirit, man, that Jesus healed all and he didn't change from the Bible to now. Just because he walked on the earth then doesn't mean that he's different from now. He's still the same God. So you have to get an understanding that that same Jesus is here to heal you. That's right. And the, the thing is, is that you can, um, when we're, Brianna says spirit, man, what she means by that is your spirit. You, you have a, you have a spirit, right? You, your spirit uh, is you have a spirit, you have a body and you have a soul, right? 
your spirit should be the strongest. And the way that you uh, have your spirit be the strongest is by building it up through the Bible. But that that's that right there. Like I could go on about how it's God's will to heal and prove it through scripture all day. Anybody that tells you that a Bible passage is saying that God doesn't want to heal, it's just not correct because it's not there. It's not, I I would rather go with what's spelled out for me than make assumptions. Right. And that's what happens. People make assumptions on things. There you, there's, this is not an assumption. Jesus said, I'm willing, not an assumption. Jesus said, I took your sickness and disease, not an, not an assumption. Like that's what he said. Right. If Jesus said it, he's not a liar. I don't like my Wesley, Evangelist Wesley. He's going to be on the podcast next week, actually. So make sure to tune in for that. But Evangelist Wesley always says, I don't understand people that think that the cross is just nothing but filthy rags. Like Jesus just went to the cross and all the things he said that he bought on the cross, where he says he took your sickness and disease. He didn't really mean that all the time. I, I don't buy into that. I don't buy into that. Go ahead and put that in the comments that Jesus took your sickness. Jesus took your sickness. You can put that in the comments. That's a good one. Um, but you know, I I don't, I don't want to be too much longer here. I could do a, me and Brianna could talk about healing for a very, very long time. Uh, so many testimonies about how God has healed. I never pray for anyone and I never ask the Lord if he's willing to heal them because I know he is. I just say in the name of Jesus be healed because that's how the disciples prayed. And that's how Peter prayed when he, when he prayed for uh, the lame man in Acts chapter three, he said, uh, in the name of Jesus, get up. Yeah. He, he he didn't say, Lord, if you're willing, please heal them. No. I, I I like to go with firm, solid examples in scripture instead of these these random things that don't actually mean that God doesn't want to heal. Yeah. So it's good. Anyway, I, I'm I'm gonna stop because I'm gonna keep on going. Anyway, uh I wanna let you guys know about this. I will personally get a copy of this book. It's called Seven uh, uh Seven Hindrances to Healing by Kenneth Hagen. Um, if you want to hear about uh, what some different hindrances to divine healing is from a great man of God that saw a lot of people healed, um, I want you to go ahead and DM us. Um, you can do it on Instagram. Uh, you could come and talk to me in person if you come to Impact. The first 15 people that do that, I will personally get you a copy of uh, this book, Seven Hindrances to Divine Healing. It's literally the smallest little book. It's like so tiny. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see how tiny I'm saying. It's 50 pages and so little. It's a little booklet. Um, Seven Hindrances to, to, uh, to Healing. And it's a, it's a good book. I, I only read, uh, I read about... Half of it. I haven't read the whole thing yet, but it's a good book from what I've read so far. So, Brian, do you have anything concluding thoughts? Um, I think that, yeah, I wish that somebody taught this to me because I didn't know. I didn't know that things could hinder healing. And, um, you know, definitely like kind of write these things down keep them keep them somewhere in your bible just like something for you to know like hey like if i'm dealing with a sickness and i'm not seeing a healing in my life all right let me look at this stuff and yeah and let me examine my my life and see what i can do to receive the healing that god has for me god always wants to heal you yeah so it's like the one of the like biggest like it was like the first thing that like i really god gave me revelation of like I always read the Bible when I was like a teenager but I didn't never really understood a lot of things that I read and when I went to Bible college and started reading about when Jesus healed people and the things about healing in the Bible like they was some of the first revelation I had and so 
you know, I would encourage you to study the fact that Jesus is a healer and God will show it to you. You won't have, you won't have any doubt about it when God reveals it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, believe God for healing today. Declare the word of God over your life and watch and see what God will do in your life. Um, if you need more direction on, on healing and you want to hear more, my recommendation would be to listen to Ted Shuttlesworth Jr.'s podcast, Miracle Word. Uh, me and Brianna listen to it all the time and it constantly builds up our faith. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning into the Uncanceled podcast. Uh, and uh, thank you for joining us on our Impact YouTube channel as well. We appreciate uh, everyone that listens. We love you all. And uh, God bless you. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless. God bless.